Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Father, we thank you that we're alive. Could have been dead, could have been taken out, but by your grace, by your mercy, we're still here, which means we have a purpose, which means you have a plan. So, Father, we just lift up this morning to you. Father, we thank you that you're God of our life. There is nothing that takes the place of you in our heart. So, Father, we bless you. We magnify you. We also pray for our neighbor that's sitting next to us, that they don't go to sleep in the word and start snoring, that they don't, um, no, that they, their heart will be open to receive just like mine is this morning. Bless the congregation in the beautiful name of Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. Someone say hallelujah. And high five a few people as you take a seat. Have a seat. Ooh. And welcome. Check, check. Can you just adjust this mic? Check. Welcome to the house of destiny. Um, it is good to see you. Good to have you here. So if you're here for the first time, can we just put our hands together for our first time visitors? Um, that's how we all started, Fanu. We all visited. <laughs> that's how we started. We all visited. Someone tricked me into coming for a free hangi, and then I, the cooking was so good, I stayed. No, no. That was a joke. No one's... Are you all right, church? Turn to Navigar. Are they all right this morning? You're right. Hard week. Hard week. That's okay. Tough times don't last, Fano. Tough people do. But if you're here again, um, just want to welcome you into the house of destiny, Iwitapi Hawks Bay. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, we've also got a, how do I say it, a Taitukero contingent here. So uh, for those that don't know, let's put our hands together for Shane and Anna, uh, who I don't, there's, Normally they have an iwi tapu in your name. This is more like iwi tapu Aotearoa because they've, they've started a few different iwi tapu down Queenstown. Uh, probably a difficult place to start one, just my, my observation. And then also uh, back up north. So let's again put our hands together for them. And also um, the brothers, turn to your neighbor and that's you. Just put a clap for them too. Just I feel like giving everyone a clap this morning. But again, um, welcome to the house. Of the Lord, let's wave out to our tamariki. I think they're um, they're going, and you know what? Children are a gift from God. The Bible says so. Um, if you can have heaps of them, have heaps of them. You know, I'll tell you a true story. True story. When I got married at the age of twenty, I said to my wife, "Babe, I want twelve kids." We were, she was nineteen. I was twenty. She goes, "You got all the way to 30. I was like, "Yes." Get to twenty-four. I'm done. Oh, what? So she cut me short on twenty-four. So. All of you are my children from, no, that was a joke. Is everyone all right? It's a bit serious this morning. That's all right. You come to hear something of faith and hope and love. One thing about faith, it's addictive. One thing about faith, it's addictive. It's cheeky airs. Someone say cheeky airs. And uh, certain cultures are cheeky airs, so you kind of naturally have a affinity for faith. But I'm here to preach the word. I have the privilege, the honor. And um, let's do that this morning. Kapai. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Going to read from there to 16. Uh, but the word, uh, this came to me probably Monday, actually, when we had prayer meeting. Uh, advance you, advance Christ. Someone say, advance me. Advance Christ. Probably wondering, what's that? Well, hopefully it all sinks in for you this morning. Let's read. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. Not that I have already attained... Or am already perfected, but I press on. Someone say press on. This is Paul the Apostle. Uh, probably, they're all great. All the apostles are great. But this apostle here um, gave us really the Christian faith. 
He went outside the Jewish tribe or the, the culture and he broke the barriers. He kicked down doors and he went to places that all the other apostles kind of didn't really, not saying they didn't go to, but Paul the apostle here, he was the man. They were all the men, but he was the one who um, challenged Peter, the other apostle, and said, hey, on a few other things, but thank you, Paul. But let's read. So this is what he's saying. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Someone say press on. I keep going. One of the beautiful traits of Paul the Apostle is he, uh, in his own individual self, he advanced the church and the cause and the mission outside the norms to a larger degree. He, he was quite, oh, it says right here, he pressed on. Let's carry on. I, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also uh, has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. What's he saying there? We can, we can you know, as you uh, get older, I'm not older, but as you get older, uh, a lot of people reflect on the glory days. You know what I'm talking about? Back of my day, sonny. Back of my day, sonny. They, they reflect on, oh, I used to do this and drink for five hours or whatever you drink for uh, and, and never sleep for a week. Some of you can testify to that, you know. And, but what he's saying is there was some stuff I did in the past, but I'm pressing forward. I've done some good stuff and man up and legacy. I did some cool stuff in the church. Shucks, those two duties were cool. They were cool. I'm not running them down. But what Paul the Apostle is saying, and I'll read it again. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I haven't got it in all together, Farno. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things ahead, I press toward the goal. Someone say, press forward. I press towards the goal, toward the goal, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. All right. So I press forward. There's a prize, there's a goal in Christ, the upward call of God. Does that make sense? Let's read it all. Let's read the rest and then I'll share. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, someone say mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. What is he saying? Fano. Yep. Yes. We've come from some dark past, dark Fano genealogy. Yeah, there was witchcraft in there. Yes, there was um, incest in there. Yes, there was uh, perversion, yeah, drugs and this and that. And all my Fano are this type of group. And the other Fano are this type, you know what I mean? Uh, heck, even in the past, I was a perpetrator. Uh, I, I made other people feel like victims. It doesn't matter what your past is, what Paul the Apostle is encouraging his church in Philippian, or the Philippian church, to press forward. Someone say, press forward. Some people live so much in the past, that's all that plagues their mind. I can't move forward because I'm still, uh, can't forgive my cousin. How long ago was that? 32 years ago. Oh, uh, I can't forgive my sister, so I moved to Australia. I've got family members that did that. They're still in Australia. That's 30, how old am I? 34 years. Auntie, why did you go to Australia? Oh, because I had a beef with this one and this one. Oh, wow. 
And I just, I'm out of here. Boom, I'm gone. I'm out the gate. I'm running down the road. So far to the, down the road, over the ocean to another country. There are some people that, and I'm not judging, we can, you know what I mean? We can let our mental monsters of the past and memories dictate our future. It can mess up your potential. And so that's what Paul the Apostle say. Even the other side of this is, he says here, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Even I'm a pastor, I don't have it all together. Give me some grace, I've only been a pastor for a year anyway, but anyway, um, you know what I mean? And even for yourself, sorry about it, you don't have it all together. <laughs> Is this all right? Come to the church to be encouraged, eh? Hopefully that was encouraged. It's all right to not have, all, not to have it all together, still press forward. It's all right to, oh man, me and the missus had a fight, still press forward. The kids aren't listening to me, pastor, still press forward. I don't even want to go to this legacy, still press forward. I just came here to get a motorbike, and no one's giving it to me. I've had heaps of people. Pastor, when I get a motorbike, when you buy one, so, so, so you can have one tomorrow, <laughs> or whenever you buy one. But you press forward. Someone say press forward. Your future is where you're heading towards, Fano. Your future. And so for me, this is great because I came from a Fano in a background where we we're a negative 100. It's taken many years to get to zero, to get to, you know what I mean? Just, you know, to get some kind of healthiness going on in my own personal life and then others. And, but that came from a pressing forward mindset. Paul the Apostle said, what did he say here? Therefore, let us, as many are as mature, have this mind. Press forward. Yes, throw your toys out of the car if you want to. Go for it. Chuck them up high. Try and juggle them. Go for it. Don't let them land on your head, they might hurt, but just throw them up and then have a laugh and continue. <laughs> I tell you, some stuff in life that you go through, you will never even figure it out. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out stuff from 20 years ago. How, did, how does that work? 15 years, how does it, seven years ago? Don't worry about it. You'll know all the answers when you die. So in the interim, just keep pressing forward. Keep advancing. Keep going. Man, I, I was good at the gym, start of the year, then the cyclone, I put on just a little bit of weight. Press forward. <laughs> Press forward. Don't go, oh, stuff at KFC. <laughs> and live in your depression. Oh, I'm just going to eat, eat to joy. Fano, there is no joy in eating to joy. I've tried it. <laughs> it's all right for a little while, but then you're like, damn, I shouldn't have had that KFC. But it tasted so nice. That's way off the topic. The mindset, yes, what am I talking about? What are we talking about, pastor? Fano, God has so much for you. So there's a few things here, and I'm trying to read my writing because I write like a doctor. It's a bit, bit, bit uh, writing in tongues. And so Paul the Apostle saying, I pressed toward the goal. There's a goal right there for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There is a call of God on your life. Bible says many are called... Sorry, many are called, few are chosen. But I'll add this on there. Not many respond because they tie themselves up to the past. And so you can untie yourself. Yes, maybe you were an egg. Maybe you were. Maybe she was. I don't know. I really don't know who's egg. But you don't have to be an egg. <laughs> Just because you were an egg, you don't have to stay one. That's a good line. 
I am no longer an egg. You know what I'm talking about, eh? You know, yesterday you were eggs. I was. What an egg. You don't have to, but today, here I am, preaching faith, encouraging us all, even myself. But we can continue. Press forward. Someone say, I'm going forward. A lot of the time advancing in your life, in Christ, in the church, and the call of God in your life, is tied up in this one thing. Keep going. Keep going. If I just had to keep going to the gym, <laughs> if I had to keep going to work, if I had to keep studying, I mean, there's things that happen in our life, but we must press forward. Someone say, press forward. What I've learned in the church and just gleaning of others and wisdom and giving counsel is that a lot of people get annoyed at this, this one line. Pastor, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Okay, what's the answer? Keep going. They're like, what? That's not even the answer. I know it's not. But as you keep going, you'll figure it out. Keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's the definition of planted. I just keep going. I've, I've been coming here for 20 years. I wasn't more um, what, uh, set, up by other, uh, set up than other people. In fact, I've seen many others that had a better upbringing. But I don't worry about that. The difference between those that make it and those that don't, sometimes it's just they just keep showing up. They just keep showing up. Some will say, keep showing up. The goal, the prize of the upward call of God. So let's go back to that. Every single one of us have a call of God on our life. I think that's cool. You're unique. There's no other personality like you. There's no other person like me, that's for sure. There's no other person like you and turn to a neighbor. Yep, no, I ain't seen anyone like you, brother. <laughs> you are unique. You are special. You are chosen. You are different. You've been fashioned in a unique way through your lifestyle and circumstances and your upbringing that only God has designed. Man has not, um, he's not the, the artist here when it came to designing your life. God is. So every single person has a call of God in their life. Someone say, I am called. When you know what your purpose, your call of God is, you know what you're meant to be doing. And therefore, you know what you're not meant to be doing. You know where you're meant to be and where you're not meant to be. I've been in some places where I shouldn't have been. Anyone can <laughs> talk? No? Okay. But when you're called and you know the call of God in your life, things work out for your good. Is that all right, church? You are called. There's a call of God in your life. Maybe you've never experienced that before. Maybe you know deep down in your heart that, man, I was never born to just be like the cousins, like the whanau, like that school or this and that or whatever. I knew there was something different about me, you know. That's most of us. And so there's a core of God in our life that I think um, is great, actually. Let me... All right, the call of God. There's a call of God. Someone say to preach the kingdom. I'm just going to rattle off some stuff. Part of your call is to preach the kingdom. And hopefully one day you'll be able to use words. We all preach a story the whole time. Preaching is persuasive. It's persuading. It's encouraging. It's, it's even rebuking a little bit. But you're called to bring good tidings. Look, you know, uh, when I came to the church, I never knew I'd be a pastor one day. I never knew that. I was just in love with God and went hard at the church. That was, I was like, I found my thing. This is me. Go hard. Uh, my, in fact, I think someone prophesied it when I was younger, and I went, hey, no way. I think it was my first year. 
you're going to be a pastor. I was like, no way. Inside, I was like, this person doesn't know what I've been up to. <laughs> Is this right? I was tying myself up to my past. No way, the church will not be safe if I'm a pastor. Is this right? So if you came to look for safety, this is not the church. <laughs> okay, jokes. Everyone's like, what? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Is this? Okay. Everyone else must have been raised in Jesus and their great parents. I'm the only one. But I knew, honestly, someone said that to me. You're going to be a pastor one day. And I went, no way. Not if I can help it. I'm like, no way. Because you have to example things. I don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> Anyone know what a hypocrite is? Yep. That's the reason why I never came to Christ earlier. I saw so many hypocritical Christians. I wasn't judging. It wasn't even my space. But you can't tell me when you can get on the beers in a church in Hastings that this is what I was doing. I said, bro, this is your church. Yeah. I said, whoa. Looking at the security, is he going to punch my head? Is he going to? No, I was like, I'm never joining Christianity. I felt disrespectful. I was like, man, how can I be in this call of God when I was like that? Is this all right? How can I? Paul's a great example. He was a murderer. So I'm an angel compared to Paul. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and go, so am I. <laughs> I'm an angel. The great Paul the apostle wasn't as good as me. You can say that. He was nasty. He would come to your house, drag you fellas out, dag you, castrate you, line you up, hang you on a cross. That's what they did. Got a, we're going way off topic. This is supposed to be encouraging advance you. Anyway, someone say I'm chosen. And so Paul the apostle, Paul the apostle was saying to pursue the call of God in your life. That doesn't mean be weird and be religious. If you want to, that's up to you. I don't walk around going, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Hey, Pastor, how are you going? Amen, brother. Chapter John 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 19. <laughs> it's like, what? My own cousins are going, cousin needs meds. Cousin, you on meds. <laughs> Even I'd be saying that. But oh, I'm not, yeah, that's naughty. I'm mocking that. Sorry, sorry, Lord Jesus. You can quote scriptures. But you're not called to be a religious fruitcake. You're called to be a, an answer to a problem. All of us are answers to a problem. So turn to your neighbor and go, I know you're probably wondering in your neighbor, but yes, you're an answer. You are an answer. <laughs> Can you solve all my problems? <laughs> this is way, we're going way off topic. Lord Jesus, realign me. Awesome. Advancing. So part of the call of God is we're called to build the church and advance the kingdom. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I've given you the keys to the kingdom on heaven and earth. But he talks about, I will build my church. Peter, who was another apostle eventually, had a revelation he started to press into the call of God on his life. And so for you and I, the call of God on your life isn't man-given. It hasn't been given by man. It was before you were formed. He says in Jeremiah, before you were formed, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I sanctified you. Made you 125 kgs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just salmon, moldy jeans. That's a lightweight thing. But do you know what I'm saying? God has stitched that up before you and I ever came to earth. He needed a, oh, let me come back. When I look at people, I see a purpose. Paul carried a purpose. Christ carried a purpose. You and I carry a purpose. So you're, 
obviously spirit, it was a good word last week, yes, the human God, you've got Christ in there, but you are a purpose sent to earth for a specific mission, a specific reason that nobody else can do. Nobody else will ever ride a motorbike like you, Paul. <laughs> That's probably good too. <laughs> hey, Paul, you know, no one else will ever do you. No one will speak like you. No one will ever reach a people like you. And when you're comfortable in you, and you flourish in your gift, it's a blessing to everyone in your row, everyone in your community, your family, your workplace, and you start to outwork things. I didn't know uh, we'd be doing a lot of the stuff we do today, seven years ago, when I answered the call of God to come back to the beautiful region of Hawke's Bay. It was like on my top 10 list of never to come to. Is this all right? It's a bit of a negative, positive preaching. <laughs> Honestly, I was in Gold Coast, 30 kgs lighter, money, was good position in the church, children were safe, there were, you know, no funny, crazy people from Hastings going to talk to them, uh, honestly, oh, fellas, anyway, I was in that nice bubble, I'm not running down the bubble, that's called for over there, but when the answer to the call came to come here, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, um, but I knew I had to, I had to submit to God, to the delegated authority, and then run to Heritonga, run to Hastings. Um, and I'm not trying to pump myself up. I'm trying to help you understand that sometimes the call of God in your life is hard. Actually, most times it's very difficult. You'll do things you don't want to do. You'll be subjected to things that you think is abuse. That's why Apostle tells us what you think is abuse. I call development. <laughs> so this cheeky revelation. So I have to get abused to get developed. Yes. Turn to your neighbor and go, I'm not a victim. And so anyway, coming back here, I didn't know that we'd be doing what we're doing. Didn't know we'd do the iwi tapu thing. There's a lot of thing in, things in your future you don't know. But as you walk out in faith, you start to open up your potential. You start to go, actually, I'm pretty good at speaking. Or, gee, I can really connect with these guys. They don't sleep, but I can connect with them. I can really connect with these. They're angry men. They're angry women. She's a sells herself for stuff. Is this right? No one else can connect with these people. I can connect with these, but I'm just rattling off stuff. Hey, I, I get on with all these white pastors. I'm the only moldy pastor, and these white pastors think I'm awesome. This is great. This is, is this right? As you outwork and start walking, you're part of your call will be revealed. Everyone always, you know, I remember the apostle saying, he always has a lot of people come up to him and say, oh, you know, I'm called as a pastor and a bishop and a this and a that. And then he always says, cool, go clean the toilets. And then they go, oh, no, I'm far greater than that. And they missed the point there. Even Jesus had to start off somewhere. We all start off somewhere. But as you build, um, I suppose, credits or character or get to know who you are and how you work and how you flow and then you start to produce fruit and then you're like wow I really am something different is this alright? then you start to press in, press into God and, and then all of a sudden this mighty call of God is revealed it's not really a title thing you do what you are not what someone says you are someone said to you you're an idiot maybe you are, <laughs> I don't know I don't know Someone said, you're awesome. Maybe you are, maybe you're, I don't know. But you're going to do what you already are. 
If you're a natural born leader, you'll just lead. If you're a singer, you'll just sing. It'll just, you know what I mean? It'll just, you don't have to try. And that's the beautiful thing about your unique call on God. You don't have to try to be anyone else. I'm not the apostle. I'm not Apostle Brian Tamaki. I'm not any of the other pastors. I'm not you. You're not me. So if I'm going to try and do you, be you, I'm already losing. So I've got to do me. Paul the Apostle was not like the other apostles. They were happy just preaching to the Jewish. Paul the Apostle wanted to go talk to some Chinese. He wanted to go talk to some Romans. He wanted to go and um, get arrested. He wanted to do his thing. And when you're secure and doing your thing, that's a beautiful thing. I thank the Lord for men like Paul the Apostle, men like our Apostle, men like yourselves that aren't afraid to do you. Because when you do you, you encourage everyone else to do them. And uh, let's just put our hands together for you. And so, coming back to that. So I'm called to advance kingdom positions, the church. There are three things that I've come to realize for myself. Uh, it's in the, in the scriptures and this and that. Just some tips. And um, I remember the apostle preaching this 2008. I think it was. It was a long time ago. And it was about three powers. Some say three powers. First one is people power. People power. If the people just united um, right now, we could flip the government straight away. We could put all you guys in. We have to assess you and do a credit check at reference first. but <laughs> And uh, get a few references from your mum, your dad, your past employer and uh, your minister. <laughs> and especially from your wife. <laughs> but we could put in people we wanted to. People power is quite a powerful thing. So it's people power. The next one is political power. The ability to govern. The ability to govern. Make rules. Um, yep, we know it as council, the marae committee, the... Um, MPs, um, Prime Minister, all that sort of stuff. And then the third power is economic power. That's money. Okay, Wealth creation, the ability to get wealth. Um, that's a beautiful thing, to have what you need to have to do what you want to do. It's a totally different thing when you have nothing and you're trying to do stuff, when you're on the come up. It can be a bit of a struggle. But these three powers, part of my unique call and the churches and yourself, and you'll figure this out for yourself, I could tell you, but it's better for you to find that and chase that. Is your part of securing people, power, in the church and in the kingdom? Um, political power in the church and in the kingdom and the world. When I say kingdom, the king's domain. Everything under the sun. That's everything. Uh, what did I say? Political power and then economic power. That's part of all of our calling, our unique gifting. We'll wire up into that. Now, that sounds great for the kingdom. Let's break this down to your home. People power in your home. Do you have unity in your home? Do you have order in your home? Do you have a home? And I'm not running down. I'm just trying to encourage and stir your heart. Uh, is the people in your home flowing in unity? I've been raised in a family where, man, it's disunified all the time. Division. That's, there is no vision. There is no purpose. The best thing you ever do is be a shearer. And run the uncle's grandfather's shearing business. Nothing wrong with shearing. Hard workers, shearers. That's awesome. But do you understand what I'm saying? People power. Um, let me take a step back to the church. So what does people power look like in the church? It's harvest. It's the harvest field. It's sonship. It's discipling. I'm all about discipling others. 
that's, that's part of my function, to help others rise and stand up, help others believe in themselves, overcome, raise up sons of God, raise up other uh, humans with God in them to go out there and lead people and do whatever, whatever they're gifted with. Does that make sense? That's part of people power. In my home, um, I'm creating an environment with my wife where my children, uh, one, honor God, uh, love the house, love themselves, love everyone else, and pretty generally decent human beings, part of their people power, you know, and then there's political power, governance, ooh, brothers, gotta get this one, eh, ooh, everyone go, just go like that for a sec, stretch your eyes, when you don't have order in your home, it's nasty, when you don't have, <laughs> when your mana wahine takes your balls from you, is this right? And you got became a transgender. That's nasty. This, okay, now I'll say it politically. When your lovely darling takes the headship of your life, which <laughs> just took your balls. Like, it's nasty. Who can test it? No, no. <laughs> and, but you know what? Some women need to because their men forgot where their balls are. Babe, you see my balls? I left them. How come sons got them? <laughs> oh. Give me those back. Oh, so, so. Oh, can you delete it from the <laughs> live? Oh, that was terrible. Hey, hey, everyone say press forward. Even if you've got no balls. <laughs> press forward. Go forward. I remember, can I share? When I came into the church, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know about headship. I didn't know about order. I thought you just did what you want. And if you had a fight, just disappear for four days. <laughs> hey, babe. I'm out. When you come back, you'll see me when I come back. Whatever words came up. I thought that was normal. Come back. Where's your money? Oh, gone. <laughs> but I made new friends. What the heck? Anyway, is this all right? But I had to heal and learn that actually I got no balls at all. There's no... I was doing the ultimate running man. We all know this stuff. Uh, but I'm still stuck on people power. People power. Political power. Yes. I had to get the order right. The man had to get right so the woman could believe in the man. And then would therefore go, okay, you know, you can lead the family. Because before, whew, if you led the family, we'll be homeless. Just, oh, just me can testify. Okay. And then there's economic power. Go to work, brothers. Whew. But I'm trying to be a hustler. <laughs> Go to work and hustle. It's like easier. But I'm tired. Then if you're passionate about hustling, you'll do it. But you got to get your finances in order. Um, that's economic power. Just in the home, I'm just giving you some real simple practical tips. Does that make sense? Part of my calling is to get people power flowing in my household. Uh, political power in my household. We're both the head, me and my wife. It's not one greater than the other. We're equal in essence, but totally different in function. Okay, I can't function if she's not functioning too. I can. I'm pretty cool. No. But uh, I function better when me and my wife are on the same page. Um, I always say this to my wife. Man, I can take on lions, bears, as long as we're good. If we're not good, a little bee will scare me. As long as my house is in order, I can conquer anything. And, and yeah, and so when you do that in your home, what happens is you start to build up some credit. 
created in the people power, political power, economic power. You start to believe in you. You start to get some fruit. This wonderful thing happens. Others around you believe in you. Look at the bro. His missus is, they're, they're doing it. Oi, listen to me so we can, oh. They're doing it. The brother's cracking a business. You know what I mean? There's fruit. And so in the church, when it comes to time to key leaders to do things or an issue or whatever, it's better if those people with the fruit go forward. Not always is that the case, though. But anyway, that's worth topic. Someone say, I'm unique. So you are unique. You have a unique makeup. Um, everything about you is God designed. God fashioned you for this. The personality, personality type you have, the sense of humor you have, the talent God has invested in you, everything, the relationships he's given you, that he's given you, um, it's all part of the purpose that God has for you. Carpi? All right. Let's go to the other scripture I meant to read. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. <clears throat> go back. 4, verse 7. This is what it reads. But, it, but to each one of us was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And if we go to Ephesians 4.11, just hold on to that scripture. Ephesians 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. What for? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Um, don't get hung up on apostles, prophets, titles, and know those things. But when you have Christ in you, and this is a hardcore revelation... You can function in all the different things. But let's come back. It's hard out, out in space, that revelation. Tell me this one. What did, we, what did he say here? But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he gave himself to some. So some of us have wonderful, unique gifts. Um, do you know there's a person that gets paid a million dollars? They have this thing called beautiful hands. Turn to your neighbor and just eye out their hands. This person gets paid a million dollars because they have model hands. Who gave that person their hands? God gave them those particular hands. Now, some people have ugly hands, eh? Oh, okay, no. Ugly toes. I was listening to, um, can I share? Just, I was listening to some TikTok, just having a laugh. And um, I was watching this thing called um, Samoan Mocks. And uh, talking about one of the worst mocks to get as a kid was, Sole Uso, are you a crook? How, oh, why? Because your big toe's throwing the sea. <laughs> I was cracking up. That's funny. Yeah, I've seen some crooks. Oh, <laughs> oh big toes. Oh. What are we talking about? Someone say gift. You just get it? Big toe, like, whoa. Because he's straight in your toe. Hey, that might be a gift, eh? Oh, anyway. So God's invested in every single one of us a gift, a unique gift. And so the encouragement of Paul the Apostle is to pursue that. Push into it. Let your gift. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. It'll, it'll put you in places where nothing else can. I rely on that hard out, eh? Because I got kicked out of school, so I can't rely on education. Um, <laughs> oh, don't have that one. Gift. Yes, let's use that one. Just usually walk into a place. I don't know what's going on, but my gift will make room for me. And most of the times I'm in meetings and I don't even know what's going on because uh, part of my gift is getting into meetings where I don't know what's going on. And, you know, honest, 
if you want an exciting day, come hang out with me. People are like, what do we do? I don't know. <laughs> Just my gift working. But your gift will make room for you. It'll get you there, but your character will keep you there. But I want to come back to the gift. Some of us are gifted at, you know, I want to go deeper than uh, rugby players. All those is gifted in that and deeper than music. I mean, th- those are important too. And we should never negate all your gifts. But pursue it. Push it. Advance your gift. What are we talking about? What was it for? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. It is part of outworking the call of God in your life. Yeah, it is. When I came up in the church, I always got, um, what's the word? Discipline. Because I have a hook space into him. This is me refined, 20 years. When I came into the church, ooh, felt sorry for the ushers every Sunday. Uh, this, I'm not blowing myself up to be bad press, but I'm just sharing um, the path that I had to come through. Okay. But when I, yeah, anyway, first day in Destiny Church, Auckland, I had a fight with the ushers in the front door just because they eyed me up. I was insecure. I was hurt. But when you come from Hastings and someone goes like this to you, you go, <laughs> boom, and you attack. And I still had that in my life. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. I attacked the lady and the man. I said, go get your leader. I attacked them. Walked in the back of each other. <laughs> Sat down like that. Like I was doing the haka. <laughs> Cried in this church service because someone told apostle about me. <laughs> Got healed, changed. Uh, mustn't have been three months later. This fellow had a fight in the church. There I was up running around chasing him out of the church. While apostle was preaching, it was like we're... You are uh, someone had a fight, and I ran over, and then they ran outside, and I ran outside and created a big scene outside. Is this all right? I needed refinement. I'm just sharing where I've come from a little, little bit. Anyway, I don't want to share too much. Fellas will leave the church. <laughs> Whoa, how did he become a pastor? Anyway, um, but I had to, I, I was quite rough, okay, quite rough and, and, and quite harsh, and sense of humor can be very offensive. It can make you cry, but I'm laughing. Like it's, I'm sorry about that. This is how I am. And so I came through the leadership. I offended so many leaders, punch-ups and everything. I won't say their names because you'll look at me and go, good men, they're my brothers. And so we had to sort things out because I knew I had to be planted. I could easily run away from, I don't want to deal with this person, but I knew, no, I've got to love them. So I started coming to the church and I'd hug these certain people longer than everyone else for my heart. It's like, if I run from this, I'm just going to beat him up in the car park. So I better run, hug, love you, bro. You're, I love you, you're my best friend. I started doing that. You're my best friend. And then I'd come to church. Guess what happened? They would come to me and hug me. I was like, oh, this is better than why be enemies when we can be friends. This is better. And what am I getting at? God made me with rougher brush strokes. He made most men like that. Okay? I'm just talking about me personally. You can sort of share for yourself. So I came through the church under Pastor Sam, got a lot of growlings, probably the most, <laughs> but it refined me. I didn't run. I took the growling on the chin, cry, laughing, then carry on building the church. I kept pressing forward. When I came to Hawke's Bay, I realized why I was like that. I'm the perfect person here for some of you fellas. Like, honestly, I have, um, I didn't realize, I was like, Lord, I tell Pastor Sam a while ago, and now I know why I'm the way I am. Pastor, he laughs for all these crazy people in Hawke's Bay. 
there. You should, they think, they think benefit fraud's acceptable. <laughs> Pastor, yes. You know how I'm ripping off the benefit? I didn't know that. But what about it? Is that okay? No, it's not okay. Oh, but I've been doing it for ages. That doesn't justify it. Like, but I could, my heart was like, I get where they're at. What am I saying? I'm saying your unique gift and calling how God made you, made you is unique for what he has for you. You know? And so never apologize for being you. Yes, if you stuff up, apologize. But just be you. You know, been to midnight parties. Some key leaders decide to do another kind of party. Walk into the party. I'm already healed now, so I rock in different. So I rock in. I already know what's going to happen. Rock in. Grab the brother like this. Just shake him just for a laugh. He thinks I'm being serious. I'm playing. Is this right? I go like this. I go, Oi! You're one of my leaders. And he goes, You want to fight? Yes, let's have a fight. Then grab him and hug him and have a laugh. Why am I sharing that? Because not, not many people will go into some of those areas where where light needs to go, okay? Now, all of us are like that. We're all different. We'll go to places no one else will go. But that's where God has sort of stitched up for you. And so, hopefully you're getting the point. God made you unique, made you a specific way, unique way. I remember another time, can I share again? About, I wasn't a pastor, definitely not a pastor. I was um, confessing. Now, is this right if I confess? Can you delete this off the video? My, my brother, he had a, um, like a, it was like a rally car. We were in Ngarawa here. That's us, brother. Picked me up. So he went for a bit of a tiki tour. And I was going a little bit quicker than normal, just a little bit, down where my mum lives. And two houses back was this black bear on the road having a cup of tea. And I hooned past. He just walks up. My brother next to me is freaking out. He's going to come and beat us up and get all his guys. But because of how I am, I just pulled the hammer. Watch this. Reverse. Jumped out of the car. Rocked straight over. Brother. Just went to the, to the problem. But I went in a humble way and I said, sorry. So said, look, I'm sorry, brother, for... Uh... Check, check. He goes, bro, you almost ran me over. I said, oh, I'm sorry, brother. Big patch member. This is about 1 a.m. in the morning. Usually when hoons are driving around. I went over there. I apologized. Humbled myself. Because two houses down was my mum's, and he would have seen us go straight into the driveway. <laughs> so, oh, better not do that, mum. Get a door knock. And being my brother, he'll probably fight him. So my brother and I are wired different. Is this all right? I'm humble enough to go and say sorry and sort it out now. But once upon a time, I was like, my brother, let's go. What am I talking about? Someone say the uniqueness of you. You are you. Be you, man. Be you, brother. Be you, sister. Be secure in you. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's what I love about this church. It doesn't matter if you're a meth head, a crackhead, a rapist, a murderer. You are all welcome. Turn to them and go, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You won't stay that way, though. Okay? Try not to carry on raping and all that stuff, murder. and Being in this place, you'll change. But, yeah, let's come back to that. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going way off topic here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Is that right? Verse 3 to 7. I'm going to read from there. 
This is Timothy. He's a, a son of the Apostle Paul, a byproduct of Paul's ministry, his gift. Beautiful thing, eh? The gift of the Apostle releases our gift. So it's important that you shine in your gift. You'll release others that no one else, no other gift can. That's why it's so important. But let's come back to this. Uh, Timothy. So this is a letter from Paul, the apostle to Timothy. I thank God whom I serve with. I'll read that again. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. So this is Paul the apostle talking about Timothy. Pretty cool relationship there, eh? Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. It's a bit of a funny sentence. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. There's, I'll come off that. Do you know you have great grandparents that pray for you? Do you know there are ministers and leaders in your bloodline that prayed down the bloodline, prayed for your success, prayed for your prosperity, prayed for you and God? There's heaps. If you go back far enough, there's some grandparents that, great great grandparents that prayed into your bloodline. They spoke highly of you. They were they prophesied the leadership over your life. They prophesied you'd you'd do well, you'd succeed. That's a good parent, hey? That's a good parent. Let's come back to this. So that's what Paul's reminding Timothy of. Hey, your grandparents were some staunch believers. They did the damage. Your whanau genes. That's why your photo's in the marae. And dad, the whanau's not. No, I shouldn't say that. That's why, you know what I mean? That's why. That's why your genealogy. Yeah, anyway, come back to this. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Through the laying on of hands. Someone say, stir up. Time to stir up the gift of God that's on your life. Stir it up. When I was young, they used to have a nickname called a stirrer. Anyone have those in their family? There's heaps of them in my family. It's like every person. It just stirs. Yeah, nah, it's terrible. My uncles are terrible. That's quite sad, actually. On my hickey side, um, bullying and mocking is normal. It's, uh, yeah. Do you want to pray for the pastor after church? Just <laughs> Let's come back to this. Um, someone say, stir up. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. Every time you come under the word, you're starting to stir in you like a deep pool. This is not a man thing. Even though I'm sharing, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit, God's part, that's speaking to you to stir up. And so keep stirring it up. Stir up the gift of God. Uh, put it in your speech. Say that I'm well able, just start to really pull on the faith that's in you, start to declare it, start to do those things, but stir up the gift of God. That's what Paul the Apostle is saying to Timothy. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. It's our time. All right, 15 minutes. Someone say stir up. You got to stir your gifts, Father. You've got to stir the gift of God that's in you. God himself is in you. Stir him up. Let him lead your family through you. Stir up uh, your whole dianoia. You remember that word? Stir up your whole ability to have vision. Stir up your faith. It, when when it, it's all going down and it just looks like it's a downhill trend, 
That's the time to stir up. You don't need faith for when you're already amping and doing well in life. Still have faith. You need it when it's when you're surrounded by fear. You need it when actually I'm fearful to make a decision. You need it when it's all going turkey. Pear shaped is a better word. When it's all going down. That's when you need to stir up. So if things are going down in your life, stir it up. Stir up faith. In the natural, I'm not doing well as a father or whatever. Or as a, excuse me, as a husband or a wife or whatever it is. That's when you start saying, I'm an awesome dad. Yeah, you might, you know what I mean? The other half of you go, no, you're not. You keep stirring up. I am. I'm a great dad. I can be a great father. I can be a good provider. I can be a significant leader. I'm a great leader. But you just caked it. I know I did. That's gone today, right now. I'm a great leader. <laughs> You're a great digger driver. Yes, I am. <laughs> Don't even need a license. Oh, it's okay. Ooh, watch out. Don't tell your boss those ones. <laughs> yeah, faith cuts across things, eh? Even rules and regulations. And... Koro. I'll do the korero today. What? Yeah, can I be komatua? Just say it. He might say, cheeky boy, yeah, go for it. I need a rest. I've done that a few times. I'll do the karakias. Yep, yep. They expect you to do it in Māori. I purposely do it in English. I pray, we, had a, we were doing some stuff at a cemetery a couple of weeks ago. And um, part of the, church, the marae there, their church is Rātana, Morehu. And it doesn't bother me what your belief is. But when you ask me to pray, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. That's because I'm the one who's praying. And so um, all they're holding hands and they're expecting this big, long, moldy chant, whakatoki and all this stuff. That's us, whānau, will pray, eh? I'm going to pray in my other language, English. They cut because they're really traditional moldy. They're like, looking at you. And straight away I could tell, I was like, is this prayer going to work? <laughs> some, some people live by traditions, eh? You know, and I, was, I purposely, this is me. Sorry, naughty pastor. This is me and my cheeky faith and how I am. So I purposely do it. Purposely sow the DNA. You know, whānau, before you pray, you don't need to be scared of spirits. So I'm afraid of the whole spirits. You know, before they worked there, they didn't want to disturb their ancestors. I said to them, whānau, your ancestors aren't here. They were in heaven. It's just their body. But we look after them. We cherish them. But it was an opportunity to share the DNA. God has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Not fear. Then it gave me fear. So I instilled that into the Pākehā whānau. I said, brothers, demons and spirits are scared of me. Yep. Wherever my feet go, they move. So come here. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? Put my feet on you. <laughs> he just laughed. Yeah, the Māori lady got offended. <gasps> She's not doing proper tikanga, tinorangatilatanga. No, I'm not. Is this all right? Sorry to offend you. Use it, guys. You can. And hey, if you want to talk afterwards, we can. But when you're free, man. I did a funeral. Must have been end of last year. My cousin, they got murdered. And we went back to uh, Marae and Tauranga. And are they hard out Mormon? Is that No, sorry. What are they? Ratana. And my great-grandfather brought the ratana. I'm just giving you guys some tips on how to do your thing. They brought, he brought the ratana, my grandmother's father, who's the last paramount chief there, 
in Huria Marae. He brought Ratana to the Marae. And everyone sort of flowed in there. And the, all the Komats were sharing me the story. Fellow was sharing it in church. So the church service was a bit of a hybrid. He was doing half an hour, then I would do the next. So I felt kind of ripped off, but anyway, it's all right. And so, oh, no, you go first, uncle. He starts sharing, you know, your ancestor brought Ratana here. That's why we're proud. I was like, good on him. And his name was this, this, and this. Awesome. My gift started to work. I was like, oh, no. No, I don't want to get in trouble. I get up. Oh, thank you, uh, Maori minister. The name you said, yep, that's who I'm named after. I carry my great-grandfather's name. So just like him, how he brought Atana here, I'm bringing destiny here. <laughs> he just gobsmacked. All the komatsu is true. I was like, yeah, hey, high five. Psh, 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 psh. That's us. <laughs> destiny, church. I said it for a laugh. It's quite offensive. But if someone receives it in their heart, amen. So you, you, got, you, you understand? Some of your ancestors are real staunch believers. They would have had to. Uh, my um, up here in Bridge Park, the Mormons came over. They did such a good job. All the Komatos there gave a big plot of land and all came, became Mormons. So I'm hard out trying to go back there. I'm here now. Can we give them some land for destiny? See, no one believes me. Well, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm alive, he's gone, my turn. This is just me thinking. All right. What are we saying? Do you. Be you. Go for it. The sky's the limit. Advance you. Advance Christ. That's the word. And so, coming back to that, stir up the gift. Everyone say, stir up. Stir up the gift of God. Don't let anything bind you up, bound you up. Don't be no boat-bound brother. Step out of the boat. Here's a cheeky one. As you step out, tip the boat over. Everyone else is in the boat has to get out with you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You're with me now, brother. <laughs> Hold my fishing rod. <laughs> you might get a hiding for that one, but anyway. Um, just be you. Have a laugh. Enjoy life. That's really the heart of what the Holy Spirit put on my heart, church. You've been entrusted with a measure, a gift of Christ in you. So I want to stir it up this morning. So what we're going to do, I'm finished. That's my part. Uh, but coming back to that, all gifts are given for the edification of the body of Christ. The prize of Christ. That's cool, eh? That's awesome. People power, political power, economic power. So that's us, um, church. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. Stir it up when you're walking. Stir it up on breakfast. I'm a little bit weird if you hang out with me. Especially if it's early in the morning. That's us. Everyone's still like Ready to take over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I go back to bed? <laughs> no, you can't. That's us. Oh, but Christ was radical like that. Brothers, go pray. I'm just, I'm going to go pray. Stay awake. Come down. Oi. He went to sleep. Oh, he didn't sleep them, but fellows went to sleep. You know, so the life giving spirit lifestyle, when you tap into the Christ in you, is, it, it'll throw your plans out the gate, eh? And so uh, as you stir it up, stay positive in your mindset. <laughs> Woo! Lord! One last story and I'll finish. We, honestly, when it was time to come back to Hawke's Bay, it took me 10 months to get over myself. My prayer every morning was, Lord, can I go back to Australia? Please, Father, Lord Jesus. Father, oh, 
I'll fast 80 days. <laughs> I'll give more time, more than <laughs> Took about a week. I'm not getting any answers in my prayer time. Father, 10 months later, okay, I give up, Lord. I'm here. But you know what? This is probably the best days of my life I've been here so far. Oh, it's been a hard case. I've met all you funny fellas. And even more funnier people that are sort of around. But it's been a blessing. I'm so happy that there is an extension of our apostle and the church here. Um, I'm not trying to pump me up. I'm just sharing the human side of the gift and that. I thank my younger self. Seven years ago. I mean, what year? 2016. Seven years ago. My younger 33-year-old self made the decision to come here. Didn't have to. I was about to inherit a multi-million dollar business over there. Uh, it was, but anyway, but I chose the gift of the call of God. Um, did I get a better deal? Uh, no. Uh, that'll be in next week's word now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I did, I did. I got a, you know, hey man, I'm back in my hometown, rocking Christ, rocking the kingdom. Um, as a Māori, as, as me, uh, meeting awesome people like yourself, I'm able to impact my cousins and the gangs and other cousins who are dodgy Māori leaders in our community. Now, if you're watching online, you know who you are. I'm able to, yeah, no, there's some funny Māoris, eh? Um, <clears throat> I'm able to mix with the other Christian folk. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't just step out in faith in the call of God. And so my encouragement to you is there are things in your future that you don't know. What will, yeah, I encourage you, three years from now, one year from now, five, whatever years from now, you want to be in a position where you can say, thank you, younger self. I thank you, man. We'll put a photo up for you. Head on the rock's body. Oh. There's my younger self. <laughs> anyway, stir up the gift. Someone say, stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. All right, let's stand. We're going to do this. Um, so put your hand on your heart. Actually, let's just give the Lord a round of applause. Thank you, Father. Stir up the gift of God that was given to you by the laying on of hands. Okay. And so if you haven't had your hands laid on you, we can do that. Actually, we'll do it this way. Put your hand on the neighbor to, to the right, to the left. Just put your hand on someone. Um, put your hand on someone. What we're going to do is we're going to pray. Um, all of you are just going to speak some words of edification to each other. Okay, it's not just for me to do it, it's for all of us. Carpi. So close your eyes. You guys will pray and just speak for that person. Pray over them. You know what I mean? Charge and pardon to them. Got that? So let's pray. You pray together, let's go. Turn to your neighbor and just pray for them. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the person that my hand is touching. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I stir up the great gift of God that is in them. I see their future already manifesting, already materializing in the imagination. I pray for their success, their prosperity, their blessing. I pray, Father, as they rise up in the gift of God that you've given them, that they would edify myself, others, many around them, as they let their light shine, the rest of us will be encouraged to shine. So I pray for their success. Stir up the gift in the beautiful name of Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. Awesome. That's us, church. Have a great rest of your day. Um, oh. One thing, everyone.